Hello, and welcome to yet another Game Junk Game Club. I am your host, John Lucero, and joining me as always are... Vanessa Cahill. And Jason Ariola. In this month, as we always do, play, when, we play, when we play the hottest new releases, we are playing Record of Lodos War, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth. A... Do you hear that sizzling? That's because it's hot off a plate, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is a hot new re- It is a new release. Uh, you know, your level of hot might be uh, personal taste. Yes. So, it's uh, And what is Record of Lodos War, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth, which I will eventually not say the full name. Every single time, I think uh, I think so, we can just go go forth calling yeah. it uh, Deedlet. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna go Deedlet. It is a exploratory platformer slash search action game slash whatever the hell you want to call it. Thank um, you, John. <laughs> it's uh, and styled definitely in the uh, Castlevania uh, Symphony Symphony of the Night Tree. And Jason, you picked the game for us this month. Why did you? Uh, why did you like this game? Well, I had been a I don't want to say like fan, but I had watched the Record of Lotus War animes back in the day. And I had been kind of following this game a little bit on Twitter, and I ended up picking up on Steam and playing the first, like, I think it's like the first stage or level or whatever you want to call it, in early access. And then it got released. And just before it got released, I had bought the or bought it because they had it, like, super cheap, where if you bought it, you would get the full release. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then it came out on Game Pass, and I was like, oh, Oh, hell yeah. And also, we were looking for a short game to catch us back up because of my ass uh, being behind on stuff. So we were we were running a little behind on game clubs. So I wanted to get something short and sweet that we could kind of cover. Yeah, and this uh, this game can be beaten probably between five to eight hours, depending on how much you uh, explore in the game. And uh, I think I I, my, I was just under seven hours, and I hunt, I did the full map and... And bestiary. And Jason, uh, how long did it take you? And did you? What, what's your overall thoughts on the game? Um, I ended up, I think, about eight hours or so, somewhere in that ballpark. But also, um, you know, I tend to have to put my controller down because I've got my kids doing something or another. So, you know, sometimes that uh, artificially inflates my playtime. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, I like really love this game. This is one of my favorite games so far that we've done for this thing because I, I've been looking for a game um, that captures Symphony of the Night very well and. As far as like you know this this genre this I'll, I'll, I'll stoop to this level and say the Metroidvania genre <laughs> as the uh, as the uh, alliterati will say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like exploratory platforms like I love them and I, I I tend to go like more with the melee ones as far as that goes like Metroid Dread I went back and played it a little bit more once my shoulder kind of stopped killing me and didn't really catch me as much as it did you guys especially you Vanessa in particular because mm-hmm. uh, I know how much you adore that game <laughs> but um yeah I I, I I clearly fall on the uh, melee side and um yeah this this definitely hit the spot for Symphony of the Night as far as just like overall tone and weapons and sometimes just plain silliness with some of the uh, the weapon choices goes for me Vanessa how about yourself what did you think of uh Deedlet <sighs> I didn't beat it, but I got close. So I will, I'll, I'll go back and beat it. I really will go beat it. Maybe if I like, I take my time. I played it on Game Pass. And so I feel like also this is a game that if I played it on the Switch, I would have enjoyed more. Uh-huh. But then also during the first levels, I was like real sour on it. So I think if I'd played on the Switch, I would have been really angry about spending money on it. Um, but it did grow on me a little bit. Um, for me also, this is one, and I, I'll be interested to hear your opinions because you guys are the music guys. But like at certain levels, I was like, I'm going to, throw the sock you throw up throw this controller at the tv if i can't like turn down the volume <laughs> because the music got so annoying sometimes um, um 
but yeah, it was it was fine. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't love it a lot of the time, but it did grow in me a little bit. Um, I guess I fall in the middle of the of these two. Uh, I also near the beginning of the game. Well, I should say I love Symphony of the Night. Uh, I beat I did the full two hundred point six percent, not more than like a year and a half ago. Most recently, playing through it, and uh, this game is very Symphony of the Night, right down to the way the character looks and moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I the way think, she kind of chugs her arms a little bit, yeah, <laughs> very the, very much. Or, or the after image when you de- when you backdash or mm-hmm. yeah, and you can, you can turn that off <laughs> too, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I and even the music. Which I swear to God, some of those tracks are just tracks from Symphony of the Night. because <laughs> they some of them sound so similar. Uh, Have you played Bloodstained? It literally just sounds yeah. like Symphony of the Night. <laughs> it also does. Yes, and uh, so. Early on, it bothered me because it it, remind, it was definitely just going straight for Symphony, but it didn't feel as good as Symphony to me. And then I, once you get the double jump, I think that's when I really that's around the time when I was like, okay, this game is this game's pretty all right. I'll get into some more like likes and dislikes of it, but overall, it was a, it was a nice, short and sweet game. I love this style of game. Um, I do prefer the melee version of these games to the shooting version of these games. I always liked Castlevania more than Metroid. Uh, that being said, I think Dread's a better game because uh, it just mm-hmm. control it just play, it plays it play, it plays so well, and I don't think this game is, ex- exploration aspect is that much better than um, Metro Dreads. Yeah, so, I agree. I also no. think that the, the bosses in this game, like sometimes, I, like I I got that there was a little bit of strategy, but then sometimes I'm like I feel like I know what I was doing, but also like I I really feel like I was button mashing my way through oh, yeah. a lot of boss fights. You, you can definitely um, um, brute force most of the boss fights. Uh, if you're if you're over level. Being said, Jason uh, Lapcoat, ready? Good to go? Ready to go, baby. I, uh, I, 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 I turned up the heat so I don't have to uh, wear my bathrobe today. today. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, Jason, can you educate the people on why this game has such a long title? <laughs> okay, so as we talked about before, this is based on a, not originally an anime, but uh, basically a whole thing. So A Record of Lotus War started off as a serialized story uh, created by Group SNE, that were released in a Japanese magazine called Comptic between 1986 and 1988. The stories themselves were effectively replays of RPG sessions. Basically started off as a group of people getting together to play Dungeons and Dragons with some modified systems from Tunnels and Trolls. I'd never heard of that one. And RuneQuest uh, with Ryo Mizuno, who's the f- one of the founding members of Group SNE, transcribing the sessions and then flushing them out to make them into stories. Lotus War ended up being popular enough that it uh, was decided to turn these sessions into a trilogy. When that decision was made, Group SNE moved away from D&D, turning Lotus War into its own tabletop RPG. So... It went from a couple of pals uh, putzing around playing uh, D&D together into um, its own 
a effectively, you know, D&D style game. Record of Lotus War ended up being rather popular, spawning novelizations by Mizuno, manga and direct anime adaptations, two spin-off anime OVA series, a radio drama based on the second novel, and books on tape with three of those being original series. So there's a there's a blast from the past books on tape. Books on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, literal books on tape, not uh, yep. not not what audio books are today. Like these are literally just in their thing there. So, all right, um, I'd say the anime OVA is probably the best known part of the franchise outside of Japan. It was fairly popular. It is still pretty good. I watched a few episodes of it prior to recording this, just because I was like, hey, you know, I haven't seen Record of Lotus War in a long ass time, and it's pretty well like the OVA is pretty well animated, and stories like the first episode in particular is uh almost literally. The Lord of the Rings, or in the Fellowship, the uh, the Mines of Moria. Okay, it's I almost to... it's almost beat for beat that. So without somebody like dying, or maybe dying, you know, in that in that instance. Spoilers, so Jason, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Spoilers on this like hundred year old book series and you know twenty year old movie series at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Gandalf doesn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, sorry if we ruin that for you, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said, it's it's well animated, and the dub is decent, save for a lot of instances of Eto, who is the, as um, you guys might see in the, uh, uh, I don't want to say spoilers, but spoilers here, at the very end, the boss fight, he's the healer, the little priest character in there, so he is the protagonist, Parn's best friend, and the group healer. The, let's say, lack of emotion in a lot of things, where Parn and Delit gets, like, sucked down into a cavern, and he's like, Parn! That's kind of almost... Like I'm like guys, like you got paid to do this. Maybe a little, like yeah, I mean, oh, no. I, I I'm I'm not I'm not shitting on our acting abilities, but none of us are actors, and I feel the opening bits for this are better acted and directed than that that guy's voice was. Well, that, well thank you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, including our game today, it looks like there's a total of eleven video games based on the Record of Lotus War series. The first one released in 1988 on the MSX, with other releases on the X68000, PC Engine, uh, the Sega CD, Super Famicom, Game Boy Color, Dreamcast, Browser, PC, and with Dealit and Wonder Labyrinth releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. Uh, there's been a fairly regular stream of them, but there was a large gap between the 2000 release of the Dreamcast game and the browser-based trading card game in 2012. But since then, it's been every few years, there's been another game. So it's kind of stayed in the zeitgeist, despite, I would say, not zeitgeist, but, you know, it, it stayed out there and available with um, stuff being pushed uh, more, let's say more frequently than Konami's done with its own Castlevania series, but... God damn it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It, it was bound to come up, so. Alright, uh, this is only the second Lotus War game that's ever released outside of Japan, with the other being the Dreamcast game that was released in Europe in December of 2000 and March of 2001 in North America. That uh, And to answer your question, yes, I did own this, and it's a Diablo-like uh, game, basically. During my uh, great purge that I'm still in the middle of, that was one I got rid of maybe about six months ago, so. Uh, Deep Lit and Wonder Labyrinth was developed by two studios, Team Ladybug and Why So Serious. Team Ladybug has developed a couple of games, Tohu, Luna Knights, and Shimigami Tensei Synchronicity Prologue, both 2D exploratory platforms. Tohu Luna Knights is also on Game Pass. I played a little bit of it and it came when it came out and it felt pretty good. And I would imagine if I went back to it now, it'd probably be like, oh, I see where a lot of uh, Wonder Labyrinth kind of came from as far as feel goes. So what you said that SMT game is a, also an exploratory platformer? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I looked into it, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so, 
I didn't even know it existed. Never mind that there was a uh, you know a, a, a Mega Ten exploratory platformer. So a little little bit of a surprise there. Uh, Why so serious? Has one other game under their belt, Gensokyo Night Festival, which is another exploratory platformer. The only other thing I could find was Ava Extra, which was more of an inf- informational app on Android and iOS. It did end up getting a bonus game called Pen Pen's Antarctic Adventure, and that's also an official spinoff of the Konami game Antarctic Adventure, which is sort of like in the vein of. Uh, maybe you guys are familiar with it, like a 3D World Runner. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. That, that sort of like, almost like rail shooter sort of thing, except you're a mm-hmm. penguin dodging things, uh, you know, from behind, yeah. basically like that. Wasn't that a Dreamcast game? Pen Pen? Wasn't that a, It's uh there, there is a Pen Pen game. I think it came out on Dreamcast or Saturn. I forget. Yeah, that game was, I think it was Dreamcast. That game was terrible. Oh, yeah, I don't want to say all of, but I think all of the Ava games are pretty terrible. So, uh, Pen Pen's Art, um, Antarctic Adventure is uh, a new thing that was developed for the uh, mobile thing, the mobile app, basically, though. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, someone going by Peppo or Peppo Soft was responsible for the design and music and also worked on the sound effects and game systems. The other, only other game I could find they worked on was Pharaoh Rebirth Plus, a, you guessed it, exploratory platformer, uh, working on the sound effects and QA on that one. The next person is Crobon, who is responsible for the pixel art and also worked on the game systems and sound effects. Uh, Crobon also worked on the aforementioned Pharaoh Rebirth Plus. Uh, the game was produced by Daichi Saito, whose only other credit uh, is a producer on Pharaoh Rebirth Plus. <laughs> so you've seen a little bit of a through line here with the people here. Uh, a person going by the name of Bucha worked on the story and was one of the playtesters. The only other credit for Bucha is as a playtester on Pharaoh Rebirth Plus. And the last person is another playtester going by Non, and they have no other credits. So, uh, as you can see, this was made by a very small team, uh, but who also seemed to uh, be rather well suited to making this game based on their previous experiences. And that is everything I could dig up on this game, because when 90% of the staff goes by pseudonyms, it's a little hard to come by that stuff. But thankfully, I was able to kind of cross-reference some stuff as far as, like, stuff the people who worked on this game had worked on previously. Well, I mean, I should let people know that, you know, if they want to get the... uh... The, the press from us, they need to, you know, give their real names out there. They want to get, like, <laughs> they, get, they really want to get our uh, our seal approval. Our yeah. seal approval. Yeah, the game, the game club seal approval. <laughs> SMT game is still very intriguing to me. I need to look that up. It's, uh, <laughs> there is an like English it. patch. I looked it up. Somebody had uh, translated it. Uh, okay. And I'm going to... Yeah. All right. Anyway, this game. <laughs> Regular Last War, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth. I also played it on Game Pass like Vanessa did. I don't know if Jason, did you say you did also? Or did you play it on Switch? I, I played it on Game Pass. I played it on my uh, okay. my, my uh, shiny new Xbox Series X. Ooh. Okay. Yes. I played it on I played it on PC. And I found the base, the standard controls to be t- like the layout mapping to be bad. And so I switch. And I, I rarely switch them. Switch controls right off the bat. I usually try and just adjust to the game. But the I think jump was mapped to was it B or 
I, for, I already forgot. Like I the rightmost button, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I, th- I think LB and RB, one of those two, wasn't used. And uh, yeah, I just I, ma- I remapped everything and made it a way better control scheme. Same here. <laughs> Same here. I, I basically just <laughs> wanted it to control like Symphony of the Night. So I was like, oh, okay. Once I did that, I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm digging this a little bit more now. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first thing I did. This game... The jump, the base jump, just doesn't feel good to me. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I also had some performance issues early on. That kind of, mm. kind of fixed themselves. I'm sure that was just a, well, uh, singular experience. Can't imagine this game's not super intensive. Um, I said it was very stuttery. But yeah, this is the first hour or two, uh, or two of this game. I just wasn't having a great time with it. It just felt like Dime Store Symphony in a way, and that was kind of bothering me too. Oh, you want Dime Store Symphony? You should try Time Spinner. The combat feels great, but dear God, the rest of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I know you, you like that game, right, though? Or I do. The, like, it feels good, but the yeah. writing in that thing is, a I don't want to say atrocious, but... Yeesh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Symphony, Symphony is no is no Shakespeare. I mean, it is basically Shakespeare. Which is, and that's, and that's, <laughs> it is unintentional <laughs> Shakespeare. It's a, it's a, um, so, but at, but at least the uh, at least the uh, let's, yeah. let's say uh, talking in Symphony of the Night is minimal, whereas Time Spinner, there's a whole hell of a lot of that at times. Yeah, the, the, the plot in this game, I guess we could just it's, that's a good segue to the plot in this game. Uh, get off my current tangent. It really thinks you know what record of lotus war is but i guess it's fair you know that's fair and in my opinion that you assume you might know what record of lotus war is but they just throw a lot of characters at you that the that your current character knows and i don't know it just it's it's very hard to care for a long time about anything going on plot wise in this game i do think by the end of the game they kind of they do they do hit on some decent emotional notes that i that, that i enjoyed with the nature of the wonder labyrinth and uh deedlet's journey to you know accept loss and to move on with, and to be able to move on with it with uh with her life uh, after her beloved parn passed away at some point <laughs> i don't i is that in the ova jason i don't i, I don't no spoil, no I no no she's <laughs> I, parn as far as i remember is alive and well even at the end of the uh full-fledged anime series the chronicles of the heroic knight oh well unless he is dead yeah <laughs> and, uh, so, dead or now man dead or now yeah. and uh spoilers for a marvel tv show coming up if this is basically wandavision <laughs> for a lot for a large uh large majority of the plot this is very it's very similar to, to how wandavision plays out um with a character basically creating a dream world uh where her beloved friends are still are still with her and mm. um yeah so is that is that what was happening in this game <laughs> yeah the wonder labyrinth is like well there's it's sort of different because it's not her directly doing it it's more of her like accepting it uh there's like a big eyeball at the final boss that boss that, yeah like, i did uh i did look up yeah. the final boss so yeah, i can talk about him a little bit yeah the big eyeball he uh he part of me thinks he just wants to be friends because he's like he's trying to make her happy and you know it, 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 but she accepts that you know you can't you, you can't live in the past forever, you know. You gotta, you have to move on with your life. And Especially like, when okay. you're an immortal elf, you do have to fucking move on. <laughs> yeah, when you're ne- never gonna die. <laughs> and, uh, so then that eyeball was not happy with her with that realization, so he wanted to kill her for some reason. <laughs> but uh, stay here think, and play with us forever, yeah, or die. <laughs> I'm pretty sure deep down the eyeball just wanted friends. Yeah, um, which I'm sure it sucks being a singular eyeball. Like usually you have your brother eyeball or sister mm-hmm. eyeball with you, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure maybe they had a traumatic loss as well. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. There, that's what it is. The 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 brother eyeball uh, died, yeah. and <laughs> it's like, no, you could be my other eyeball, even though you got two. So, I mean, this would be some weird stereoscopic thing. Yeah, 
So yeah, the the plot in this game, I don't, Vanessa. I mean, did did you even pay attention at all to the plot in this game? I, um, I, I mean, like a, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Like mostly, like mostly, it's like okay, like because you're gonna come in and sit with B. He also is like, I don't like how this game looks. You should give it a negative score. I'm like, I don't think we score games anymore, Jim. But sure. Oh, but, yeah, um, you, you didn't like how it looked. Okay, we can talk about that after that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Going, I don't, yeah. I don't mind anyway. But yeah, but he would come yeah. and sit with me. And he's like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm going through this labyrinth, and I don't seem to know what's going on at all. The character uh-huh. Deedlet yeah. does not know what's happening in this labyrinth, <laughs> and that's well about Vanessa, it. As well as Vanessa and John, uh, as well. Maybe maybe Jason yeah. got it right off the bat. Maybe he was <laughs> with his uh, vast regular Lotus War knowledge. Yeah, um, still the very end. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, to me, I stopped worrying about the plot because I never really got the plot. So it's it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I was I was there until like the last few segments. I, I really thought the storyline started to come together in a way I could I could grasp and appreciate. So. Yeah, but then but they throw there's so many characters she knows at you all the time, and and they're supposed to be like meaningful moments, and I I, I don't recognize any of them, so it's just like, oh, it's the priest. Okay, right. I, I will be completely <laughs> honest as somebody who had watched this, but hadn't watched it in you know 15 plus years uh, prior to actually really playing this. A lot of this was like, who the hell is this character again? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's the the dwarf guy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he sells me stuff. Okay, yeah, he's important. Which um, I, I, I will say, uh, hats off to the balls on the creators of Lotus War for naming their dwarf Gim. Yes. <laughs> like, dear God, what you are one syllable away from trademark infringement. I respect it. It's uh, and I mean that that man, he had good weapons. I I I did what I rarely do rarely do in games because and I where I would just I'd buy a, a good weapon from him, and that really helped out throughout the game. I have to say, I. Uh, had the the sigh at the end of that like, that sort of thing's really good so back to the look of this game vanessa so you do like you you thought you did you not like the look of this game i couldn't no, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with the look of the game for me mostly though i had a hard time with like like you know how i'm bad at learning things um video game things <laughs> so for me i'm like i don't know how i get health i don't know how i get magic power i don't know what these little cubes are so that for me like that's why i think i would have enjoyed it on the switch more because i could read the little letters a little bit better in the map especially like i'm sad oh. i couldn't zoom in on the map because i had to like stand up and like walk towards my tv and be like okay let's see this looks okay. like a tiny little entrance right here i didn't mind the look though at all other than that i'll say that's a common thing in just about every exploratory platformer that has a map like this that, that you doesn't allow you to zoom in because dear god sometimes you look at him you're like wait the, is that a no <laughs> no 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 yeah. okay that's just a weird vertical sync issue there okay <laughs> yeah uh I, I played on my monitor so i was obviously close and so that wasn't a problem i will say my problem for me with, with the control thing because it, it obviously it gives you tutorial it tutorializes you as the game goes along with the uh, basically just pop-up venues and the buttons it tells you are the keyboard bindings not the controller bindings i will tell you that right now mm, so, okay the, so I had to see that. I'm like, okay, that's what that does. Just got to figure out which button that is. <laughs> okay. PC master uh, race my ass, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh. So that was that was a fun that was a fun little part part of my journey through this game. It's <laughs> uh trying to figure out what the goddamn button was. Uh, <laughs> so this game, I, I think this game, uh, I think the sprite work is really good in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, uh, I think D- D-Lit flows D-Lit, really well. Yeah, D-Lit yeah. Really good. The bosses are all. But uh, the sizable bosses are have a good sense of scale to them. They have a they have a large variety of attacks and frames with their attacks. Um, Deedlet has a lot of a, fr- a lot of different attack animations as well. Um, it's like the it's like the the actual good version of, of Super Castlevania Four uh, with all the different uh, angles you can attack at, but it looks good. 
Yeah, so and, 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 and plays good and has, yeah. Yeah, I could go on for a while about that fucking game. That um, game sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's one of the worst Castlevanias. Sorry, um, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, but on the, on the flip side, and the enemy, there's a, there's a large variety of enemies, which is very Castlevania. Um, it's usually a very large variety. Um, some, sometimes it's just palette swaps of, of the same one, but for the most part, it was they were all unique, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and they all, they all had uh, cool, cool looking attacks. Uh, the backgrounds, though, pretty bland, I'll, I'll say. Like the, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the levels themselves, and they were, they weirdly broke it out into stages, which I thought was kind of. I, I know Cast Symphony does something like that. I think. Um, See, but, I'm gonna say I appreciate that because as somebody who had stopped playing it for like a week or so and came back to it, I was like, oh, okay, this is divided up. Like, okay, like it made it. <laughs> I think it makes it easy to come back to. Whereas a lot of these plat- exploratory platformers, you take a week off and you're like, where the fuck am I? What was I doing? I'm done. I quit this game. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I, I agree because you can like show up in a new area and then you're like, all right, I'm, I'm I'll do this area next time I play. I do. I do agree with that. Even the color coding on the map, like I said, that, yeah. that that's where I was like, oh, this makes this a lot more accessible to coming exactly. back to if, I, if yeah. I've taken a break. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, so uh, I need to go. Yeah, it, it really breaks out the areas really well. Um, they just, which is, the map is way more distinct than the actual areas themselves. So every time I go back, I'm like, okay, this is which area? Oh, this is the weird, like, cave area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, this is the other temple area that's <laughs> uh yeah they were the the they just the a lot of the art budget seemed to go towards the sprites as opposed to environmental design which is yeah. which is fine if i was to give a team money i would say put the money in the character animation not the background yeah a part of the stage thing i also annoyed, was annoyed with was a, a separate issue which is that the um the saving system in this game if you go to a new stage between saves and you die you go back to your last save and you have to like it's like you never. I wish I kind of wish the sa- the stage would be its own checkpoint because it even gives you like it's even like a loading screen when you go into a new stage mm-hmm. initially. That would be so, nice. Yeah, which is so. Uh, and I had to refight a boss once or twice because I just forgot oh, to. I just forgot to go back and save at the previous save point. Oh, and see, then, uh, and I actually don't think I died once outside of a boss or a few boss fights. I got overzealous. I got overzealous a lot, <laughs> but I always do in these games because I like I like I just like to explore. When um, I got to stage I, six, I, like, died so many times. <laughs> I, I did think the enemy placement was a little bullshit sometimes in this game. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, agree with that. Also, yeah. the respawn yeah. is, like, oh, my God, that was yeah. the most infuriating thing. They're, like, the fact that I'm like, I'm going to go to this room. Oh, nope, this room is locked. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 oh, yes, you got to go back through this nightmare hallway again. Of, yeah, right. <laughs> of basilisks and fucking, what the, manticores. Manic- God, oh, the hallway I, sucks. That was the worst. I know exactly yeah. what hall it was, yeah. and I died yeah. a lot there. <laughs> yeah, because the knockback is the, because oh, the, knock yeah. the knockback is rough in this game, and yeah. it, it, it is, um, it's obnoxious, and you'll get knocked back out of the screen, and then you basically have to redo every, and it's, oh, god damn it, because <laughs> you get knocked back out of the screen into a screen full of enemies that just respawn because you, you left the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's... So uh, annoying. Yeah, I do wish there was a little bit of a, like, you know, like, go through three screens and then everything responds or something like that. But at the same time, like, you know, bef- like if I'm trying to... If I'm in the middle of a rather, like, tough spot, 
I, it's nice to be able to like find that one enemy that I can kind of kill quickly to boost back up my little level thing and then heal mm-hmm. myself. So it makes exploring yeah. a little bit easier. So like, it, it's a little bit of a trade off, I think. It's just if it just, I don't want to say you can't be overzealous, but you kind of have to be smart about it as far as yeah. that goes. Yeah, and I'm all, and I'm all, it's always my problem in games is I'm just I'm just overzealous and over aggressive, and I, I accept that, and that's uh, my, usually my fault. But um, the, we can talk about the uh, the the leveling system, not the not the character level, but the um, spirit level system, because uh, mm-hmm. as, as you progress in the game, you unlock two spirits, a, a wind spirit and a fire spirit, and you can swap back forth in between them at will. They each have a level. And up to up to level three, and as you kill enemies and do damage to enemies, uh, it, it increases the level. And when you get to level three, it does a basically gauntlet level thing. Was level three? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I, I thought a gauntlet every single time that happened. Um, now, and, to be uh, one thing, I want to see you forgot to mention, but it it powers up the opposite spirit that you're using. Oh yes, yes, it, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, it's the opposite. You're basically charging the opposite color. Um, and when you have a max, when you have a max, you have a pretty significant power boost with that with that color, and it also he- auto heals you when you, as long as it's as long as you don't take any damage. As long as it's um, level three. Yeah, still. as long as it's <laughs> three, uh, you'll be you'll be healing, which is a it. I I did like the mechanic. Um, I thought it was interesting. There is some cool um, uh, Ikaruga style uh, mm-hmm. bullet hell, bullet hellish boss boss fight moments where you had to like switch back and forth between, co- between colors and um, certain enemies take and enemies uh, have weaknesses and uh, strengths versus each color and elements as well as other ma- you get other magical abilities too which have their own elemental effects so and that was kind of a unique thing that um, like Symphony doesn't doesn't have in it so that was that was cool I do think. That in boss fights, it could be really hard sometimes to tell what color, what your, what if you, because you, unless you look at your health bar, which can be, a de- which, could, which could be detrimental to uh, what you're doing at that point in time. Uh, it's kind of, can be kind of hard to tell which spirit you have on because uh, the, the screen I, I thought got pretty cluttered with a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if anyone anyone else had that issue, but sometimes I just had a lot, I guess got I took damage because I thought I was a different color than I was, and I switched, mm-hmm. and then it was like, yeah, and then also sometimes the attacks just can be really hard to judge in time. I um, yeah. I turned off the after image about a third of the way through the game and had a much easier time with the game after that. No, no. I didn't think to do that. I had the same problem that John had, though. I'd be like fighting someone and be like, nope, I'm, I'm Fireman right now. <laughs> See, and I went. Um, as, uh, I'll, uh, John, if you don't mind me cutting in here, as far as a uh, sort of sort of host. Um, what weapon did you guys end up settling on? Like a type? I ended up setting on the like gigantic like broadsword type thing because the wide range, the wind up, yes, is a little much, but it does have a wide like swath of attack area and also does a huge amount of damage. So I ended up with the. I think it was called the Heritage Sword through, like, once I got it throughout the, like, the last, like, chapter of the game and then ended up buying the Chainsaw from uh, Gim. I nearly said Gimli. But that has the same attack area, but has a little bit less of, or has the same, like, attack, like, animation, but has a little bit less of area of effect. Um, I usually went with uh, whatever was the fastest so I could hit, so I could hit the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, went, I went with fast, and then obviously whichever weapon was stronger that went along. Uh, I ended yeah. up with the jeet at the. I think it was called the jeet at the end, basically like, like a sigh, like a, and it, and I didn't have my. It had a like a stabbing motion, which wasn't my favorite. I preferred like the sword swipe as, as opposed to like the thrust. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, it went so fast that you could just 
you can really pump out a bunch of damage really quick with it. See, and hmm. if you hit a character a certain or like at a certain angle or just kind of just right, the uh, like gigantic broadsword type weapon will hit twice. So oh, that's cool. So, Vanessa, what about you? Did you settle on anything in particular? I don't remember what mine was called. It was something more like John's, though, where it was definitely a stabbing motion, but it was um, longer, so I had some range. I I tried like um, something fast and smaller initially, but I just kept like I, like I can't be that close to you at the enemies. I just get murdered so fast, so I had to do something with a longer range. Um, was it the yeah, death so it was something. Or? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I I switched through the weapons so much that I I don't remember yeah. most of them either. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I con- I was constantly putting out weapons. But, uh, yeah, pretty much the instant I got a new one, I wanted to try it out. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really buy any weapons from the elf, though. Dwarf, dwarf, dwarf. Remember, you're an oh, elf. Sorry, the dwarf, the yeah, dwarf. I'm yeah. an elf. Well, I'm yeah. an elf. He's a dwarf. I'm yeah. an elf. He's a dwarf. <laughs> you know, and Vanessa, I wonder if that would have maybe like helped with your enjoyment of the game because, like I said, once once I start, like, once I settled on the broadsword thing, I really, I had, I don't want to say very little trouble, but I had very little trouble with the bosses to the point that it wasn't until like the last like three bosses that I actually ever used a potion like in the fights. I finally caved and was like, okay, occasionally I'm going to have to like heal myself here. Um. Yeah. I. Never used potions. Well, that's not true. I bought some of them initially, and then I accidentally used once, one, twice, mm. because uh, I was switch. I couldn't tell. I, I switched to it on accident when I was switching to the uh, um, between the spells because it's in the same menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just never. I just I just got better, good at like maximizing the auto healing um, between mm-hmm. the two things. And I I probably I, there's some bosses I gave. Like, I think Ashram the was probably the hardest boss for me. He's a two part boss. And uh, I honestly, I didn't think any were anything, anything atrocious and difficulty wise. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I tended to really like the boss fights for the most Me too. part. Yeah. 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 I didn't really have a hard time with it. And like the weapons system was fine. Mostly it was just that first, like that first hour was rough. And then like the instant I walked into stage six, I'm like, oh, like I'm just getting murdered here. Um, but I didn't have, a, I didn't really have very much trouble with the boss fights. But I, unlike you guys, I like um, I didn't use a lot of potions, but I like magic the hell out of everybody. It's like I'm just gonna stand here and like will of wisps you until you die. Yeah, I, but when I get when I did the boss rush at the end, which, and I hate I hate boss rushes. Me as someone, too. As someone who loves Mega Man games, I I still hate I hate boss rushes. I always have. Well, you know uh, that's funny. Like I I hate boss rushes too, but I actually went through the boss rush thing a couple of times here because I ended up enjoying the combat so much. <laughs> I mean, it is good combat. Like it, this boss rush was not. Uh, it was. It was a solid one. I just. I just don't like them. I just don't like the idea of having. I, I do like that it, you, the bosses have their original health. I, I do prefer that when that happens. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, wiping really, out the first it, boss in like one hit. Yeah, it really shows mm-hmm. how strong you are at that point in the time. At, at how, how much better your character is uh, compared to when the game started. I do appreciate that. Um, it's just that there's a lot of bosses in this game, so it's just like okay, I gotta do. And if you fail the boss rush, uh, my I, my biggest problem is when you fail a boss rush is is, is having to do it over again and just like having tr- just trudging back to the part that you actually had trouble with is like um, can be frustrating. Yeah. And the boss rush, uh, what I was gonna say was that's when I really just I was like, all right, I'm gonna actually think look, go to my beast theory and look at each boss and see what they're weak against and uh, p- equip the correct spell for that situation. And let me tell you, that makes the game very easy. <laughs> once you, uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you're just pelting them with with whatever with that, which, whichever spell is uh, they're weak against, um, especially the auto, especially the auto um, uh, aim ones, like the uh, the wisps and the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rocks are a very good just in general one because yeah. if you're sitting there like real uh, not up close but kind of close to them, you can 
use the rocks and then attack. Like I said, with me, with the broadsword option, like I could hit, you know, four times by the time the rocks hit and then just keep casting the rock spell basically. And for the, uh, for the red dragon fight, like that made it, I don't want to say almost ridiculously easy, but it did make it kind of ridiculously easy. Oh yeah. If, I mean, under the red dragon fight, if you have a, with a fast weapon, you just like stand underneath his head and just like stab him a bunch of, like over and over yeah. again. And you, they, they probably usually can't even get through his first attack before you kill him. I did too. I had, I, had, I had to look them up at the end. Which one was your favorite? Uh, the rocks and Vanessa was it was rocks your your favorite as well? Um, I like well, I like the the classic Will of the Wisp. I like that one um, probably most. The Undyne one, the water one was pretty cool. I find yeah, it was one. like the range of that was a little bit too limited, but no, that one tears up the last boss. By the way, if you if you okay, didn't know that, yeah, his that life. One. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the, that's his weakness is water. Um, yeah, I, I probably have to. I, I probably go with the rocks as well. Those, it, it just, you just, run, you just like pull those out and run through a screen, and you're like I, I don't have to worry about you because you're, especially in lower level areas, yeah. your rocks, your rocks are just gonna one shot most things. Um, yeah, I think I think Will of the Wisp is a good um, sort of catch all for defeating things from a distance, and I think the rocks yeah. one are like if you're up close and like having to deal with shit. I think the rocks are just a good thing to go to, like a good go to for that. Yeah, I tried the invisibility, and while it was cool, I just found myself getting hit by projectiles still, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> and it not really mattering that I was invisible. I used it once yeah. to kill that fucking rat to fill the bestiary, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> so the uh, stupid rat, and then you have to go all the way back around if you if you if you don't kill it, and then you got to go through that impossible to not take damage from trap, in my opinion, you know, with like the spinning it's fire. It's tough. I got it eventually, yeah. but it it is yeah. it is certainly tough. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, because I found the uh, I found the float finicky. Because um, uh, sometimes it would work just how I wanted it to, and I felt like sometimes I just I maybe I just wasn't grasping uh, the the moment to start floating. I guess I don't know. It was uh, and it could have just been a PC issue as well. Um, yeah, once I got the hang of it, I I was able to utilize it pretty. I don't want to say like adeptly, but and uh, we've talked about this before. I'm actually not very good at video games, despite running a video games website. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we haven't talked about the uh, the bow, which is actually a surprisingly big part of the game. It's uh, too regular part of the game. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's obviously it's a it's a range weapon naturally, and you can you can also go in all the cardinal all cardinal directions with it, and uh, it can be useful and uh, some. It does. Do, it does do well against some bosses, although it shares the pool with your magic. So generally, I would go, to, go with magic over the over the bow when fighting things. Yeah. Um, but the the main thing to take away from the bow is that it is generally the uh, thing you use in the puzzles in the game, which are physics puzzles more or less. And, Obnoxious physics puzzles. <laughs> yeah. And, 
And while I do think they were they were neat, I would lean towards them being uh, a negative in the game. And that I, what I just what I dis, what I dislike about puzzles is when I know the answer to the puzzle, and it just takes me takes me forever to solve to like achieve the said answer, just because of like okay, I gotta I gotta bend, knock this arrow. You get you, you gotta arrows bounce off uh, metal walls. Or metal parts of walls, so you had to like angle it, and obviously didn't they cut through ropes. Rick, and, ricochet, or, not not bounce off. Yeah, like ricochet. Yeah, ricochet is, yeah, ricochet. Yes, sorry. I was gonna say because bounce and, off, they just bounce off the regular walls, basically. Yeah, yes, <laughs> so yes, they, they, they ricochet, and then there's there are also some magnetic balls in the air that will curve them more, so you have to kind of account for that, which is interesting. It's just it just led to a lot of like, all right, I'm just gonna sh- I'm gonna find the right corner here to shoot. I'm gonna shoot out a bunch to hit the right spot, and then I could finally hit that thing. And it was it didn't feel. It generally didn't feel good that are uh, satisfying for me to solve them. Like, all right, thank God I'm over it. That, that's over with. I just want to keep going. Um, and Jason, how do you feel about the puzzles? Really, like, they were... I, I didn't... I had very little problem with them. I think the only times I really, like... I, I agree with you in your sentiment that they were kind of annoying was the gigantic, like, sword ones for the most part, because sometimes I just wouldn't wind oh, yeah. them up enough. And also yeah. the elevator ones. The elevator ones can get fucked. Those, I think, were the, just the worst, because I would sit there yeah. and, like, hit it just wrong, and all of a sudden I'm putting myself, like, I'm, you know, forcing myself back down instead of up. I'm like, oh, get and, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to aim it, and it might move you while you're aiming it, too, Is it, or you're trying to adjust your aim. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, so annoying. Unless I did learn that there was a like there was a certain amount that you would move based on the arrow hit, and I was able to like adjust the by the analog stick accordingly. Even though like throughout most of the game, I was using the D pad, but once I switched over to the analog stick on the Xbox controller for that, I found it a little bit easier and had a yeah. lot less problems with it. Still, even once I got the pattern down pretty well and didn't really like have an issue, I still did think those are like for me. That's the worst part of the game is like those elevator things. <laughs> Yeah, because they were just, it's just like, oh my god, I have to do this, and I was to do this for a little bit. It just really slows the pace down. It's not satisfying to do. No, at all. It's uh, yeah, they're that's that that and the swords because the swords it if you if because of the knockback, those swords can be even bigger pain in the ass. Yes. Um, because that can just oh man, because you can knock down a level, and if it's a level you can't get back up to, um, you gotta go all the way back around just to do this fucking puzzle. Just so I can get just so I can unlock this one last room. I gotta unlock in the fucking map. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. So I did like the one instance where there's a hallway with a whole bunch of those like swords on gears and you hit the gear once and it falls away basically. And that teaches you a mechanic that you might not even think about using in one of the boss fights of, um, it's the other elf, the dark elf that you're fighting mm-hmm. where if yeah. you, if she, you know, she'll launch those swords with the gears on it. And if you attack the gear, the, um, the sword will fall away. So I don't know if that was something that you would like learn naturally or figure out in the boss fight naturally because you just be like, ah, shit, the screen is just cluttered with these things now. And I, yeah, I, I think that's, I think it's a nice little teaching moment that, oh, if I just hit these things when they're standing on their own like that, they just fall away completely. You think they added that in after testing the boss fight and people were like not, not really <laughs> they can shoot that. You think they, or you think those were that? You think it was, it was just a coincidence? <laughs> I, it might be a coincidence because there's a lot of like moments in this game where I feel like it did a pretty good job of like teaching you how to do something without actually like telling you how to do it. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do feel, I, do, I agree. It's uh. It it it, sh- it taught you a lot of mecha- a lot of mechanics just just through um, playing the game, and uh, I appreciate that. So yeah, that's how I want to learn a game, not yeah. holding my hand, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and that's not a knock uh, on Metroid Dread, because I think Metroid Dread does a pretty good job, for the most part, of teaching how to play without telling you how to do it. But, yeah. Yeah, I I don't remember Metroid being super tutorialized. Um, No, it's just a lot of Nintendo games do that these days, and that's why I I wanted to point that out and then also point out that I I didn't mean Metroid Dread. (laughs) So So, Metroid Dread's opening area is pretty restricting in a way that I didn't enjoy. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. We we had that podcast. Yeah. Uh, So... Um, back to this, Jason. Did you did you fill out the map in the game? I did. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did you did you enjoy I, it? Really, you know, it scratched the itch for me. I, I that's my favorite part of all these games is, ma- is filling out the map. Um, it wasn't super difficult, you know, and it was like it didn't re- it wasn't super rewarding either necessarily. Like you, right. you got some more health, you got some more health, and you got spells, but it was more like just the the simple act of clearing out the map. Something I, I love to do. Um, but did you had had a feel for you? Was it satisfying to, to clear the map? Or I ended up clearing the map like after I had finished the game, so I yeah. went back and did it just because I was like, okay, well now I want one hundred percent the map on this. And a lot of like the little area things was kind of bullshit, especially that one where you have to jump on the thing for yeah, or fifty uh, times. I, I looked that up and I was like, that. what that's the it. fuck? That's Why that's would I even think to do this? Yeah, that's the only one that I would have. I had definitely would have had to look up to get because it's like I, 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 there's no way I would have thought to jump on this 50 times or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like, there and, and like you know we had talked about just a you know a, a few minutes ago where the game does a lot of you know teaching without telling you. That is one instance where you jump on it and it, there's no indication whatsoever yeah, that nothing. that that platform is movable. So you're just like, okay, what do I do with this? Like I. I sat there and like I was like, okay, well, there's a spot there on the map that is empty. There's got to be something here because for the most part, this map is like once it's done, it is just a I don't want to say a blob, but just a blob basically that's completed. So I sat there like hitting downward thrust on my weapon and everything, trying to get that and nothing. And I looked it up and I was like, are you kidding me? So I just sat there and jumped. And of course, yeah. you know, I had already had the uh, the jump at, or the double jump at that point. So I'm sitting there like, and I would occasionally like hit the double jump just before I landed. I'm like, oh well, there's one more time I got to do this. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I, f- I feel like it maybe it was a nod to because in Symphony you do some stuff with the gravity boots along those lines, like knock like hitting that dude on his chair multiple times. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just in no way telegraphed that like, other than the fact that you can see below the thing, so obviously you can go down that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like oh maybe I can get an ability or something that can break this or whatever. But yeah, it's. It's shitty. It really yeah. was. Um, Vanessa, did you? I mean, you didn't. You've not finished the game. Did you find any secret areas or stuff while you were going along, or did um, you kind of just? You kind of just. I just kind of played the game. Yeah. I'm not like a. I'm not like a secret. Like the only game I've ever really cared about completion on was Metroid Dread, which was surprising, but I was enjoying it enough to do that. Um, but typically, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go through the game, and like potentially, if I needed like more help with things, I'd like go stick around at a lower level and level myself up more. But yeah, I'm not like. I'm not a completionist. Yeah, I'm continually amazed at your um, dedication to Metroid Dread. <laughs> like, that is the last game that we've ever covered that I would have expected you to have gotten so into, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, that game is hard. It's good. It's, 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 I, I do think it's really good, but it's hard. It's oh, yeah, so no, it, it, it is solid, It but it is very difficult. And everything yeah. we learned about you, Vanessa, like, normally that is just like a Van- Vanessa blind fires and dies. <laughs> Right, it, it's a confusing thing for me too. <laughs> I mean, the, the the combat in the game is the best part of that game, though. Yeah, I'll yeah. say so. Mm-hmm. Truly, an anomaly on our list. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 
uh, Jason, you and I could talk about the music, I guess, because Vanessa wanted to kill herself while listening to it. Apparently. Just some of the, not, not all of it, just like stages. Like, the, the ones where they got like a little bit rock heavy, I was like, yeah. oh, come on. But, uh, all right, John, uh, I'm sorry. That may be one of the yeah. funniest things you've ever fucking said. <laughs> Holy oh. shit! Okay, I, I I don't know if it was the beer I drank or just you caught me just at the right moment there, but that was like that that, that really caught me. <laughs> so I guess I I liked I did like it. I think it was good. It just really was like this is I swear to God this track is in symphony. So yeah, I I, 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 I yeah yeah. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, I just, like, multiple times I'm like this is definitely a, uh, an area track in symphony. I just this is like because I just I just played that game and this like sounds just like um, running through parts of that castle. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jason, did you uh, like? I thought it was a good. But I do. I do think it was a good soundtrack, and um, and uh, I think uh, I appreciated that each area had its own unique theme. Um, I always like that. So it, it keeps it fresh, mm-hmm. and, and it was a good reminder when you went. Like if you went to the next area, it's like, oh, I'm in. I'm in a new area now because the music changed. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. that was a, that was a nice little touch. Um, other than the obvious loading screen, also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which blessedly goes by pretty quick. Yeah, it loads pretty quick. Um, which, which, I mean, it, it should, but, uh, yeah. It yeah, not a, not a hugely robust game. But, no. you know, for, like, one guy doing this, and, you know, all total, I think there's, like, six, I think it's, like, six people that worked on this game, including, like, the producer, so, you know, didn't really get down in the weeds on it. Like, I, th- I think they did a great job with that. And the music, I, I, I really dug this music. I think it's just a style choice that Vanessa probably just doesn't like. I... I was really impressed with the soundtrack, and I actually was like listening to it on YouTube a few times. And the sound effects too, I think, are really good. Like the just the sound design in general in this game, I think, yeah, just really yeah. kind of hits home, like Symphony of the Night, very well. And yeah, like you said, it's um, let's say um, iterative of a lot of the Symphony of the Night stuff, but it does take it a lot into I, I would say like more modern music styles whereas symphony of the night you go back and listen to that it's like okay this is very like of the era of the you know late 90s early 2000s especially the uh um you know that that secret track that if you put the symphony of the night disc in um in your cd player and play the second one and it's a remix of one of the ones you're like oh okay yeah but you know it's it's very evocative of that and i appreciate that whereas um you know i bloodstained is totally just symphony of the night 2.0 but that is also because the same composer michiro uh michiro yamane does the soundtrack if you play time spinner that is just that is the b tier and maybe c tier soundtrack of um symphony of the night where you listen to that like this is literally just a track from symphony of the night that you rearranged a little bit sometimes it feels like <laughs> Like I said, I like that game's combat. Everything else about that game, well, the exploration's pretty good too, but like everything else about that game is like, eh, hard to recommend at times. Is the exploration better than this game's exploration? I would say so, yeah. That that one definitely cribs a little bit more on like the Metroid side of exploration than the Castlevania side. Okay. Um, I'd say my favorite modern exploration was probably Hollow Knight. But some people really hate the exploration in Hollow Knight also. So I, I, it's, uh, I think there's also instances where people, yeah. like, with Hollow Knight just being too long for this type of yeah, game. It's it's super long. <laughs> it's uh... When I looked at the how long to beat, I was like, I am never finishing this game. Like, that is a game, like, especially with the map system the way it is, I don't know that I will ever be able to finish it. Because God forbid I put it down for four days and forget what... Actually, I think that's what happened was um, I was playing yeah. it for a few days and I put it down and I came back. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. I remember I remember exactly what I was doing in that game because I was I was probably 75 percent of the way through the game. At least I was mm-hmm. definitely I, th- I was on a secret. I was fighting a secret boss and I was like, 
I'm like, I was so far into it. I would never, I will never figure out what I was doing. And if I can't start over, <laughs> I don't have time. I could not start that game over, but uh, I love that game and I wish I had beaten it. Anyway, this game. Um, <laughs> yes, Deedlet. <laughs> yes, Deedlet. Uh, solid, solid, solid one of these, I will say. It's, uh, Jason, what was your favorite, did you have a favorite moment in the game, boss fight, whatever, anything that you, that you really, really, uh, really stood out, to you, stood out to you? You know, nothing like in particular stood out just as a whole, like the experience for me was just sort of the thing. Like I, yeah, I, we'll get that to, to that in the wrap up, but like, I really, really like this game a lot. Um, Vanessa, any, any, anything stand out to you? And I know you're, you're, you're definitely on the lower end of the spectrum. It's, uh, it's just fine. Mm. Um, I don't think about that. I guess I enjoyed like, um, flying was fun. Flying's <laughs> <laughs> always fun. Yeah. Every once in a while, it would, you know, you would like um, a stage would like put something cool in front of you, and you're like, "I look like a badass when I'm doing this because I'm, I'm switching from like wind to fire, yeah. really quickly as I jump through this." Every once in a while, there'd be a moment like that, which would make me feel really good. Yeah, like that, like that uh, tunnel in uh, Titanfall Two. You're in the time level when you're uh, swapping yeah. swap, swap back and forth, which is way better, but you know, it's similar, similar to yeah. that. Yeah, similar. <laughs> <laughs> so there were there were a couple of moments that were nice. Like I, yeah. I didn't like hate this game i just didn't really like i didn't love it yeah, uh, yeah i was gonna say to be fair titanfall 2 also had uh, about f- about 200 times the people working on it <laughs> yeah yes maybe 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 uh on the low end spectrum so yeah i was gonna say i'm yeah. i mean i mean like you yeah. know very generous yeah. as far as the low end of the spectrum yeah. there like yeah. this this had five or six people that worked on it with yeah. like three of them actually in the weeds working yeah, on I, this I, thing i do agree though that that was always satisfying switching back and forth quickly mm-hmm. um so See for me, um, I'm trying to think of uh, one of my which boss fight I liked the most. Just like I, I think the, the moment when the game really clicked for me, like combat wise, um, was the the twins boss fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I, that's when I really like clicked. The, oh, this combat is actually pretty cool. Um, because the bo- the boss the, everything previous to that was pretty simple and didn't require much thought to do. Like like the the blue sea monster boss by abram mm-hmm. or whatever that guy's name is that one was super simple um but yeah that that twin one was the one where we, uh, that, the system really clicked for me and efrid yeah, mm-hmm. and i forget the other one but yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that, uh, sylph sylph Yes, Sylph. I think Sylph is your spirit yeah Sylph is your friend is your oh uh, okay okay yeah okay. you have salamander and Sylph, and then right I mean, I right I think Jin is right, Vanessa. I think you're right. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. D J I N N, if I'm recalling correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like like a genie. Um, so yeah, and and which boss fight reminded me of a boss fight in Devil May Cry Three, which is you know that's a great game too. Um, uh, so um, frustrating wise, I feel like we really really touched on those. I'm trying to think of anything else that re- that really frustrated me throughout and. Oh, nothing. Serious. I guess I'll say the the ending, which I did like for the most part. I think it goes on too long. It just kind of keeps going for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the writing, then there's like a there's like a post credit scene, which makes zero sense in my opinion. I don't. <laughs> and, or maybe, maybe it's not, setting up a sequel. I think. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay, but I it it set up a sequel in a way that I just didn't grasp. I guess I felt like it felt like one of those things. Like maybe if I had watched the show, I'd get what was happening. But I don't think so. I think that is just yeah. one of those things of like you know, like humans continue to just yeah. do war because that's what we yeah. do, yeah. and Deedlet yeah. will get involved yeah. again. Yeah, and maybe. Uh, or maybe some Dark Souls shit where I had to read a read a weapon description at some point, and that would have described the entire plot to me. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, that's a. That, you know what? I, I've never understood why people like love that series for that shit. I'm like, I, I've got to read weapon descriptions. Like, okay, that's fantastic. Uh, I do like watching the lore videos, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't do the, I don't do the digging myself. Um, uh, Vanessa, anything you have mentioned really frustrate you? Yeah. Um, shooting was hard for me. The shooting shooting yeah they are anything with arrows like there was a there was one one specific hallway that you guys you know it's probably infuriated jason because it's an elevator but it's a horizontal elevator and you have to shoot the gears on one thing but then you have to shoot the other gear to get the other elevator that comes towards you you know what honestly i didn't have a problem with that one that was like the only one that i was like i got this one down i think it took like two tries and i got through that one the the vertical ones are the ones that fucked me up constantly that, yeah, those that ones one, were stupid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember having too much trouble with that one. It was the spinning blades that always got yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, um, Jason, anything, anything frustrating you haven't even brought up? Uh, you know, honestly, I can't. Nothing really has come into mind. I, you know, as Vanessa pointed out, like I wish there was a zoom in on the map system. There is the in the bottom left corner where the map system or the map is, but it's so zoomed in that you can't really tell, like you know, specifically yeah. like what you're doing or if there's a. There's a little spot there that would really help. Yeah, for the most part, though, I can't really think of anything. You know, one thing I did want to point out as far as, like, good telegraphing goes is I do appreciate that it does have the doors that are locked um, as far as, like, the color coding goes, where oh, they yes. are. And this yes. way, once you go back, you can, like, oh, okay, I can, like, right, because that's one thing I've always not hated about the genre, but is, like, if, again, you walk away for a day or two and you forget, like, Oh, well, there there was this area, uh, you know, like my memories, I don't want to say never been great, but never been great. So coming back to shit like that and just having something like that, like, okay, here's the whole area you haven't explored because it was locked before. Go to it. I, I really yeah, appreciated yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the map was really good at communicating um, where you were and what you could do at that point in time. It was uh, and or my and you didn't have to like I, I you didn't have to do do anything. It like did it. It had it all done for you. Like it didn't. You didn't have to like market it on with di- like little things on like uh, yourself. So that was. Uh, Thank you, Hollywood. What Knight. I wanted, kind of game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminded me. It's like a. It's like a good. It's like Resident Evil 2's map. You know, it just kind of very, very clear, very clear. Resident Evil 3 remake specifically, I should say. Um, really good, really clear. Really, uh, let you know exactly what you were um, missing in the area, and where you could go. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, um, Jason. You want to give any like cl- you want to give your cl- uh, closing thought? Zo- closing thought. Actually, I'll do. I'll go first. I'll let you. I'll let you, I'll <laughs> yeah, let you go ahead, last, Jason, because you'll be the most positive one. So, uh, I I, re- I did I did end up re- enjoying this game pretty w- uh pretty well. It was uh it was, it was solid. Uh, if it if I had my if my initial impressions, if I wasn't doing this for the podcast, I might never have kept going in it. Um, because in it, that first that first. Uh, session with it, I was like, ah, "This is kind of mediocre," and and uh, I could just play Symphony instead. Uh, but I'm glad I kept with it. <clears throat> I'm glad the because the once the com- once the combat clicked and you get the double jump, and then you get later on the the super jump, which is even better because mm-hmm. uh, the best part higher. of these games is <clears throat> the best part of these games with, with the exploration is when you get was when you have all your abilities and it makes and you're like, "Oh shit, I can just tear through this map." Yeah. Um, that's that's always the best part of these games and for me the, of the of these games is when you is going back through stuff and like man i am just cooking through these areas that took me forever before um so yeah it's it's solid the boss fights are, are generally pretty good are generally good um it's it's really short it's really short and easy easy to uh to complete in a 
couple in a couple sit downs. Uh, looks good. Good soundtrack. Yeah, it's just it's just a solid game. Vanessa, what do you have to say about <laughs> Little Oz Wonder Beadlet and Wonderland? If you want to play this game, make sure you're ready to commit at least an hour to like getting past the sadness of the first part. <laughs> because you're going to hate it for a little bit. Um, but ultimately I think it was fine. Like I, I wish I, I wish I played it on the switch and also I wish I had started it. Like I just started it last week. So I wish I'd give myself a little bit more time with this. And I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but especially I think I would have, um, just because I like the switch being able to just like, um, you know, like pick it up anytime and then just start playing instead of having to like turn on the Xbox and everything loads and dealing with the Xbox interface. I know first world problems. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if switch. you can hold that against the game. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so partially too, I think like I would have, um, I, if, if you are looking for a Metroidvania game, this isn't a bad <laughs> one, but <laughs> I wish I had played it on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Switch is a, is a really good place for those, for that kind of game. Except yeah. that shitty ass yeah. D-pad, but. Yeah, yeah well, I know. <laughs> How the fuck um, did the company that made the D-pad or invent the D-pad not include a fucking D-pad? <laughs> It's just, it's such a, just give it a what? goddamn normal D-pad. Like, I, like... I, I, I get the Joy-Con decision thing or whatever, but make a Joy-Con, like a left Joy-Con that has a regular D-pad. People will pay money for it. I would. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, Nintendo. Anyway, Jason, your final thoughts on this game. Um, To quote one, uh, Anthony John Agnello, I think this game rules. I love this game. And I... I, I agree wholeheartedly with his sentiment that I want uh, Konami to hire out this team to make a goddamn Castlevania game because you give them a budget and a little bit bigger of a team, I think they could work wonders because a lot of the stuff that I feel that we kind of complained about are, you know, the fact that there was two playtesters and five people who worked on this game. You give you give them a little bit more of, um, you know, a I hate to reuse the word, but a robust budget and team to work with. I think the creativity in this team and just the grasp of mechanics, I think this team could really, really make something amazing. And I think this is a good kind of proof of concept that this team really has the genre down pretty well. And there's not a whole lot about this game. I didn't find I had the issue that you guys did with the first hour or so. I think I really appreciated the animation and maybe just having some familiarity with the uh, Lotus War oeuvre, if you will, uh, in general. Like, like I said, yeah. I don't I didn't remember most of these characters until I rewatched the anime first few episodes. And I was like, oh, that's right. But I, just coming back to or just getting to this game, um, you know. Again, 15 years out, at least from having watched anything related to this series, I I really like this game. And uh, Deedlet is like one of the few elves in, um, I would say, fiction in general that I've ever liked just because I like her attitude. <laughs> so she's just sort of one of those like, yeah, screw the elves. Like I, I, they're generally just so hoity-toity and just like annoying. And I'm like, nah, Deedlet's pretty cool. I like Deedlet, <laughs> even though that personality didn't really come across in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's it's hard with, you know. This genre? This kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you don't get much of a sense of Alucard's personality in no, I mean, these, uh, outside I, outside of daddy issues basically. <laughs> yeah, these none of these games really have plots to write home about. I mean, Dreads was Dreads was probably Metroid's best ever plot and it's still pretty whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And and that's a not to not to shit on that game again. It's weird. I shit on that game a lot, but I like playing it. But again, Time Spinner, dear God, shut the fuck up and just let me play. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, 
<laughs> I know this is. I usually hear you say nice thing about Time Spinner. I didn't realize. You, I didn't realize it had this, it had this dark. It had this dark past with it as well. This, this is this is one of those things that I just mashed as soon as like character interaction came up. Just mash, 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 mash. Okay, cool. I can get back to killing stuff now. Cool. <laughs> so, oh well. Um, on that note, uh, if everyone has given their final thoughts, uh, we can close it out here. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want to hear more of us talking about a variety of topics from video game movies for some reason to, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) to video game music, uh, which Jason does admirably and constantly. Um, it's, uh, you can donate to our Patreon, uh, at Jason Ariola on Patreon, and if you just a simple nope, dollar, nope, nope, you, nope. Games, no. games and junk. Patreon.com slash games and junk. Patreon.com slash games and junk. Sorry, uh, and a simple dollar donation gets you into our Discord, uh, of which I've been thinking of new things to do recently. So, uh, and you can chat with us in there and uh, hang out with us for any special streams we do. And uh, it's it's good. It's a good old time. Uh, three bucks a month gets you all the podcasts and a handy dandy little feed. Um, with better quality audio and bonus content for uh, some of them, such as I Got Your Card Outs, Dream Events, and Multimedia Failures, us talking about whatever random shit we want to talk about that, at, at that point in time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes quizzes. <laughs> so, so, or sometimes deciding what circle of hell people go to. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's always, it's always fun. Uh, five bucks a month gets you a shout out on the show, which Jason will do right now. Nice, uh, nice smooth segue, John. <laughs> Not to fight as well, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have to shout out to uh, and shout out and thank my uh, two co-hosts here, John and Vanessa, as well as Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, Nathan Cooper, and Michael Hughes. Yes, and at ten dollars a month, you can pick a topic, uh, and we will tackle that topic on whatever podcast you want. And for twenty dollars a month, I never thought I'd be saying this one out loud. You can uh, come up. You can come on the show with us, uh, whichever show you actually, whichever show you want, and actually uh, pick we'll a topic about. too. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So please donate. And um, anyone else have anything to add? I just want. I just. I, I did just want to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did have one person actually do that, and that is Michael Hughes, who. Um, as long as he doesn't hate us when he uh, comes on the podcast with us, as uh, said, he's actually pr- kind of interested in doing that. So not on a regular basis, but, you know, occasionally, which I appreciate. So, yeah. Thank you, Michael. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, you'll be hearing from uh, Michael on our next game club. So uh, look forward to that, everyone. Um, and if that's all, then thank you all for listening and have a great day.